Listen, listen to our dog cast. The accountability podcast. Get all the tea on the governance space. Everything you need to know about accountability. Making governance work for the people by supporting active citizens, responsible leaders. Hello to everybody listening and welcome to another episode of the Accountability Podcast. I'm your host, Kibo Ngoi, and today we have a special episode marking Accountability Lab's 10th anniversary globally. And today I'm joined by two people who have been with the lab for almost its entire history. We're joined by the Executive Director of Accountability Lab, Blake Lenkos, and Ashmita Sharma from Accountability Lab Nepal. Blair, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Kiva. Hi, everybody. It's really great to be here. And I can't believe the Accountability Lab is 10 years old. It's amazing. Yes, it's incredible. Time flies. So I think to begin with, uh, I'd like us to talk a little bit about the origins of the lab. So I'd like to ask you about, you know, kind of the thinking and the inspiration that led to the establishment of the lab. Uh, I know you the lab was originally established in Nepal. And um, I'd like you to just talk about that in terms of what was the initial thinking and the inspiration and what you know you hoped to achieve, especially with the communities that the, the lab was targeting. Absolutely. Um, and thank you for the opportunity. It's really the, the accountability lab has, has been the uh, the proudest achievement of my of my life uh, to to be able to grow an organization with people like yourself and Asmita and for us to do some of the amazing work that I think we've done all around the world is is really truly amazing and thinking back now to to the beginning of it I was uh, in my previous position I worked for a think tank um, and before that at the World Bank and spent uh, some time in Nepal, actually, this is back in between about 2008 and 2012. And uh, once in particular, I remember being down in the south of the country in the Terai, which uh, Asmita, I'm sure, knows very well, uh, talking to a lot of young people about the challenges that they faced. And they were very passionate and very vocal and told me that the challenges that they face are all accountability challenges. They are corruption, It's uh, they are patronage. Um, they complained a lot about local politicians and how they did not live up to their promises. And I reala- realized that there was a disconnect between what they were telling me and what it was that organizations like the World Bank were, were doing. And the aid system was was too big, too complicated and too too far away from ordinary young people like the ones that I was talking to, to, to really understand what they were saying or, or to respond to their, uh, to their challenges. And they had very good ideas for how to change their, their communities and how to build accountability, but they didn't have the support that they needed to, to build out those ideas. And that was the first kind of light bulb that went off for me. And really, I think Kay came, uh, or led to the what is now our our accountability incubator which is a process to help and support young people to develop new ideas for accountability of course and we can talk more about about that but that's really where it began I realized that young people in countries like Nepal were just not able to get the support that they needed to build new ideas and it it slowly evolved from there And, and Nepal was an amazing place to start because we 
quickly met met incredible team members like Ashmita and um, built some really interesting networks. And the work there has been so creative and so cutting edge, I think, when it comes to accountability that it has really helped to lead us to all sorts of other interesting things in other places. Mm, fantastic. Thank you so much, Blair. And it's great to see how supporting ideas of young people who are underground and who have great ideas for accountability in their local context is still so much at the heart of what Accountability Lab does 10 years later. But here I'd like to bring Ashmita Sharma into the conversation and she's the, the program manager for our flagship program, Integrity Icon in Nepal, and somebody who has been with Team uh, Accountability Lab Nepal for almost the entire decade, for I think the past nine years. And so Ashmita, I'd like to ask you a similar question, but in terms of somebody who is a Nepali citizen, I'd like you to talk about what attracted you, initially attracted you to the work of the lab, and also just give us a bit of context of, you know, what was the situation in Nepal at the time, you know, just having experienced the earthquake that really changed the kind of trajectory of the country and why an organization like Accountability Lab, you know, felt important to you and other people at the time. Sure. Thank you, Kibo. Thank you for giving this opportunity to be the part of uh, this podcast. Uh, so yeah, a little bit like sharing, I think like, I think I have to share about uh, my own story because being a Nepali youth in 2014, like after finishing my basal level in like, you know, social work, I was really keen to explore, you know, like various opportunity and was figuring out what I want to do in my life. Uh, so I volunteered different various organizations, but uh, my interest didn't match with them. So when I first heard about Accountability Lab, uh, I thought, the, you know, the approach that lab was using was really different because uh, I felt that it, it was really a different and unique approach, you know, like uh, the approach of, you know, like building a positive narrative because from my childhood, I have been, you know, uh, hearing people, uh, youth, you know, complaining about system. Uh, they are always complaining, but doing nothing. So when I heard about accounting lab, I was really, you know, attracted towards the approach that they have been doing, you know. So one of the approach that uh, Blair also talked about, like accountability incubator, you know, in Accountability, uh, like uh, in Nepal, actually. So, you know, there were not that much platform, you know, like where uh, youth, uh, they, you know, mm, with their own interest or, or something, you know, they want to get motivated or contribute to the system, you know, by their own interest. They have to follow the same tradition and they have to go through the same work. But uh, but through Accountable Lab, uh, you know, incubator program, uh, people from online theme networks like filmmakers, theater artists, social activists, activists also could, you know, contribute uh, uh, in building uh, or bringing changes in the system. So uh, when also like, as uh, you mentioned about the earthquake in 2015, uh, Account Lab as a disaster response. Uh, so we started uh, as soon as like within a few days, we started uh, our mobile citizen health decks with the support of our volunteers within a few days of earthquake, just to bridge the gap, information gap between citizens and government. So that initiative was really, you know, uh, really uh, helpful for people to uh, build a trust uh, between, you know, like uh, between the government because we're, uh, you know, bridging the gap that people were needing, uh, were really, you know, in need. And um, that was 
that you know the model that we started in 2015 now that has been uh, working in various local uh, uh, you know has been a local solution to uh, local uh, problems and has been able to build accountability in local government uh, development process so uh, so yeah, so being a youth of Nepal and, you know, I was really attracted by Accountive Labs, you know, the positive uh, approach that has been using. Thank you so much, Ashmita. And um, yeah, it's, it's always fascinating hearing the roots of some of, um, some of our programs, like the civic action teams that you've mentioned there, how it came out of, you know, trying to bridge the gap between local communities and local authorities in the wake of the earthquake and how that same model has now been applied successfully in so many different countries and to so many different local issues. So thank you for sharing that. Now that we're talking basically at the, at the time of the lab's 10th anniversary, I'd like to bring Blair in again here, but I'd like to find out here a bit about what makes you feel the most proud when you look back on what uh, the lab has been able to accomplish over the last 10 years. Thanks, Kibo. And as I mentioned, the, the lab as a whole is, is really something that makes uh, me and I, and I hope all of our colleagues really proud because we've done a lot of wonderful work. We've done uh, a lot of things wrong as well, of course. Uh, part of being a lab is trying new things and, and learning from those. Uh, but we see that as a, as a process of growth and, and a way to improve what we do over time. And because as Peter here and she works uh, so closely on integrity icon, I think we could touch on, on that as one of the programs that, that really um, I think should should bring us all pride uh, because it began in Nepal and maybe Ashmita could tell you more about that and but now has grown to 14 countries globally and as we've we've heard on on other podcasts uh, is a way to to support, uplift, uh, and celebrate honest government officials around the world. And I think what, what makes me most proud about this is, is that it, it's really changing narratives and it's changing energy around these issues of, of corruption and lack of accountability, which for so long have been, have been negative uh, and have been um, all about compliance and enforcement and, and finger-pointing. Which, which might have its place in, in this work. But I, I think what Integrity Icon does is, is flip that narrative and build hope. And really in times like these, that I think is what all of us need. We need hope and we, we need to see that there are people, ordinary people in government who are doing the right things and who are serving citizens with integrity and who can inspire us to, to believe in government and to be better people ourselves. and. If we look at the the group of integrity icons now that we have celebrated and supported across all of these countries over the last decade or so, uh, it, it's just amazing. From from the most incredible education officials to to nurses to district officers to park rangers to police men and women, um, all all of the kinds of people that we should, I think, um, pay the most respect to in in society. Uh, really being able to do that uh, and, and to generate so much positive energy around the things that, that these icons do is, is really meaningful and, uh, and I think makes me really proud. Absolutely. Thank you, Blair. It's been incredible watching the variety of public servants that have been identified by their local communities, by the public themselves, from firemen to teachers to you know, lawyers, 
judges, policemen, and you know, really seeing how um, these bright spots exist in so many communities around the world, and you know, are actually celebrated by members of the public. So, um, Ashmita, I'd like to put the same question to you in terms of what you look back on as being most proud of. And, you know, as um, Blair mentioned, you work very closely with the Integrity Icon campaign as the program manager. So maybe you'd want to touch on that specifically or anything else. Yeah, Integrity Icon has been one of the proudest things for me, you know, seeing it grow from like small to like a big, you know, it's really like proudest for a moment for me. But another interesting thing about Accountant Lab that I like the most is like we invest, you know, our 50 to 60% of our time in building relationship. A relationship. Uh, we think like in order to get our unique ideas and like colleague feedback, uh, we have to meet like variety of people. Uh, we actually invest in networking as we believe that friend raiser is important for organization growth. For past 10 years, if I have to see back, then I would say that Accounting Lab has been able to build a huge, uh, you know, like network of people supporting and valuing integrity and accountability, whether it's globally or locally. We have like thousands of youth inside and outside the government who are pushing for building integrity in the ecosystem. And we have been able to promote uh, intergenerational uh, learnings and collaboration within them. And we also have been, uh, we have also been to build a relationship with unlikely uh, network uh, using their own creativity and innovation to promote accountability in, in the community. Uh, for example, through our accountability film school, through our, you know, like visual storytelling, we have been training youth on governance issues. Similarly, through theater artists, we have been promoting accountability through uh, theater performance. And even there are, there are like more than 500 like uh, open government champions um, pushing for accountability across uh, Nepal, demanding government to be more open and accountable. And also we have a reformer like uh, from Integrity Icon who are pushing for uh, change in our, bringing change in our network whose experience, uh, you know, like are providing learnings for others and how, and also has been creating a support mecha mechanism for the people who are willing to bring change in the system, such as our Integrity Icon Alumni Network. So similarly, we believe that, you know, the power of like uh, network has been one of the, you know, have been able uh, to make us like, you know, have a variety of people across the different sector. And that's one of the interesting thing about Accountant Lab that I like the most. Thank you so much, Ashmita. And absolutely, um, leveraging the power of networks is um, an element that cuts across so many of our programs, including the incubator, where we have more than 100 entrepreneurs from across the world who sometimes actually are able to learn from each other, you know, trying to um, implement solutions towards accountability and uh, civic engagement across different countries, somebody engaging with somebody in Nepal who's doing the same similar work in West Africa. So I think leveraging the power of networks is something that cuts across a lot of our programs. You know, I'd like to move on to the next question here. And as significant as a milestone as uh, 10 years is, you know, we're still a relatively young organization. So it's, it's interesting to look forward at the future and see how, you know, what more there is that we could accomplish. So this is the question I'd like to put to Blair. 
Um, what would you hope the young people of today could take away from the lab's work about civic engagement and calling for accountability? Great question, Kibone. I, I think the biggest thing is that we can all be change makers. We can all create change one way or another and, and uh, try and build the societies in which we want to live. Sometimes the problems that we face, not just accountability problems, but everything, um, seem they seem too big, they seem insurmountable, they, they seem like uh, we individually or even collectively with our friends are not necessarily going to be able to address them. But I, I don't think that's the case. And, and that's one thing that I've been inspired by so much, as I mentioned, with our integrity icons, but also with, with the people coming through our incubator and through our own team members who have stepped up and, and in their own ways created individual and collective change that is really, really important because we, we all need to start somewhere. Um, and one of the biggest problems with corruption, for example, is, is that people feel it's a systemic problem, that it's too big for them to, to change, so they don't do anything and then it endures. And, and actually, if all of us just step, step up and say, well, I'm going to try and do something different, um, I'm going to be a better person, I'm going to live by my values, I'm going to push for accountability, and others see that and join us or are inspired by that, it becomes more of a movement. And that's really what we're, we're trying to build in, in some ways. And, and I think we're getting there and we've seen some very tangible impacts, as Asmita mentioned in Nepal, for example, as to how this has happened. So, so I suppose my, my biggest piece of advice and my, and my biggest hope is, is that even beyond the accountability lab, part of what we can do is inspire people to, to take those steps to, to create small amounts of change, even if it's within their own community and even if it's only with one or two people, because that really matters. And it's the starting point for much bigger shifts in, in the, the ways that we approach some of these challenges and, and um, towards the kind of solutions that we all need to, to live in more fair and equal and prosperous societies. With that, I think we can close the conversation. Um, thank you so much to both of my guests. Thank you, Blair. Thank you, Ashmita, for sharing your perspectives on the journey that accountability has come through over the last decade. And you know, here's to another 10 years and beyond for Accountability Lab. Absolutely. 10 more years of, of building accountability and creating change. We're very excited about that. And thanks for being part of it. And thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thank you, Kivo for organizing this like you know like looking back to 10 years back when like accounting lab was just in one small box you know we have only small document in one small box and now we have 15 core team and so many people on the ground working uh, with us like seeing those things like really make like make me like so happy to be part of accounting lab Fantastic. Thank you so much to the both of you. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us and reach out on info at accountabilitylab.org if you'd like to get in touch. We'd like for this podcast to be useful for the work you might be doing related to good governance and civic engagement. What topics or questions would you like us to explore? Let us know on email or on our social media pages and stay tuned for our next podcast in the next few weeks. Listen, listen to our podcast, the Accountability Podcast. Get all the tea on the governance space. Everything you need to know about accountability. Making governance work for the people by supporting active citizens, responsible leaders. Ah.